0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the word. Here is Dr. David. Our precious Father, we thank you once again. We just exhorting him because you are such a good and a loving father. And here we are once again, Father, for you to instruct us from your word. For you are sustaining the universe by your word. Lord, help us to understand you and bring forth light into our spirit that will walk in the light of that which you're going to be revealing to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, we we'll continue. This is going to be part four of the piece of passed on understanding. And last week... I told you that I'm going to be sharing some things to you that makes it difficult for you not to have your peace. Some of the things that are making it difficult. Even though Christ is within you, why is it that you are not experiencing the peace of Christ within your life? Uh, There are one or two things that I intend to point out to you. But remember, our text again is Philippians 4 verse number 7. And the Bible says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding. And again, we understand from the book of Isaiah 53, verse number 5 through 6, what Jesus did. Let's tell you verse 5 through 6. You can take it from the Amplified Translation. The book of Isaiah 53, verse number 5. He was wounded for transgression. He was bruised for guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well being for us was upon him. And with the strife that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Praise the living God. Amen. The peace, the chastisement, the beating, whatever was necessary for us to receive peace. Was laid upon him. He received the beating so that we can have peace. So the point is, why is it that we don't have the peace that we are supposed to have? And there are certain things that are mitigating against this peace of God that is resident within us. And these are some of the things that I'm going to be explaining before you. But again, the word peace there is so powerful. The word means shalom, which means sair, it means well, it means happy, it means friendly, it means welfare, health prosperity, peace, favor, good, good health, good prosperity. I'm still defining peace. That's how much the peace that God has left with you, you know, can make manifest in your life. We are talking about what brings you to the place, in other words, the beating of Christ, the chastisement of Christ was supposed to produce in us all the things and measuring. What are those things? We ought to be happy. Why are we not happy? Hallelujah. We ought to be well. Why are we not well? We ought to be friendly. Do we really have friendliness? I mean, do we manifest friendliness? Are we friendly with each other? Do we really have the spirit of friendliness within us? Hallelujah. It means welfare. That is to say, health. Why is it that we are not healthy? It means prosperity, peace. It means favor. All of those things come from that world war. Shalom. And he said by the stripe of Jesus, the punishment needed for the chastisement, for our peace to comfort, were laid upon him. All of those things he received just because he wanted us to live in good health. He wanted us to prosper. He wanted us to be at peace. He wanted us to be friendly with each other. Praise the living God. So this is what we're looking at So we're talking about Why is it that we don't have these things by us You see This peace Because the punishments by, by way of reconciling us back to God So we have peace with God And if we have peace with God We shall have peace with men Are you with me? Praise the living God So Jesus paid all of this Just for us to have that peace And so In John 14, 27 He said Peace I live with you My peace I give unto you not as the world give it I unto you Let not your heart be troubled neither let it be worth afraid My peace I give unto you That peace which you obtain from the cross That peace which you obtain by the beating that you receive He gave unto us So by implication Truth of the matter is We are supposed to live in peace Not just within us But even amongst men Even within the world We are supposed to That is why as is the Prince of Peace he came to initiate peace that the world might have peace. Praise the living God. And uh, you see here with me. My peace I give unto you. Such tranquility of soul. You know, an uninterrupted happiness of mind. And that is so powerful. We're talking about my peace I live with you. We're talking about the uninterrupted happiness of the mind. In other words, Jesus made it available. So when you receive him, you ought to receive that uninterrupted happiness that's in your mind. So the point is that why is your happiness interrupted? What's responsible for the interruption of your happiness? These are the things we want to be looking at. Praise the living God. Amen. Such sort everlasting of friendship with God has come to play. You know, as the Lord say, my peace I give with you. So, in other words, I'm trying to say, may you enjoy uninterrupted happiness in the name of Jesus Christ. This is what he paid for. Uninterrupted happiness, uninterrupted joy, the peace that continues to flow. In other words, second are not meant to interfere with this peace that he has purchased for us. No, remember, you see, if you believe that he was really beaten, if you believe that he was really chastised, all for your sake and for this purpose, then you must begin to think about it. Because the price that was paid is for you to be happy. Praise the Lord. Amen? Alright. He say Not as the world given. In other words, it's not the way people wish other people. That's not the way. Now, look with me to the book of Lamentation, chapter 3, verse number 17. Wow. Hallelujah. Lamentation three seventeen says, And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. <laughs> so, when peace is not in your life, You can't be thinking about prosperity. These two things go together. For you to really succeed in this life, you're going to have peace within you. Even in your business area, in your family, you're going to walk in peace. The prosperity comes in. But when your soul is agitated, when peace is not in your mind and in your heart, there is no way you can be able to walk to prosper. No matter what you do, prosperity will not come towards you. Are you following them? Praise the living God. He says, I will remove my soul far off from peace. No peace in my soul. In other words, at that moment, I forgot about prosperity. Because what is prosperity when I don't have peace in my house? What is prosperity when I don't have peace within my mind? My soul, my intellect, my will, my emotion, my mind. They are not functioning As the shoe function, what is prosperity all about? By implication, even when you prosper and your soul is not at peace, you are not going to enjoy that which you have received as prosperity. Then again, you have to understand that prosperity is not just about money. Prosperity is not just about wealth. Is that okay? Prosperity is your soul also growing in the peace and light and the mind of God. You have to understand that. That's why John will pray, I mean John speaking to Gaius said, Which above all things that I may prosper even as your soul prospereth. The prosperity of your soul brings together the true prosperity that we're talking about. Are you with me? Praise the living God. So this is a prayer that, I mean, John prayed for Gaius in the book of Third John, remember that? And so that lamentation is saying this Jeremiah speaking, Oh God, listen to me, my soul is far away. No peace is in my soul. So I can't be thinking about prosperity by implication. I don't have peace. All around me is frustration. But now we are saying God died that we may have that peace. And whatever we were supposed not to have been experiencing by reason of the death of Jesus, we receive it. Hallelujah. Go with me Isaiah 54, verse number 10. Isaiah 54, verse number 10. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, say the Lord. God, mercy on thee. Praise God. My covenant of peace shall not be removed from you. Even the mountains will depart, even if the hills will depart. In other words, even if the wall is collapsing, my covenant of peace will not depart from you. God has made a covenant that you'll be peaceful. and I pray that that peace will invade your life today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah, My covenant of peace. Now can we take it from the message translation? For even if the mountains walk away and he is fall to pieces, my love won't walk away. I wish I can get an element to that. My love won't walk away from you. My covenant commitment of peace won't fall apart. By implication, no matter what situation you find yourself, God's peace is still there with you. Now, that is to say, you have to be able to have that understanding to assess the peace, even though there are problems going on. Even though there are issues that seem to be... Look at that. The mountains, the hills, falling apart, things are not right, situations are not okay with you, but there is the peace of God that is readily available. You have to accept that peace. Know it for yourself. You know, I used to think about something seriously in the book of Genesis. You know, when Ishmael's mother, Haggai, was asked to move out. And first of all, remember, Sarah said, I don't want this woman anymore with the baby, with the Ishmael, And then he spoke to Abraham, Abraham didn't want to let that go. God said, no, you must let them go. And when they started going, they got to a place, the water that they were taking along, got finished. And so, Hagar felt this child was going to die with thirst. So he kept the child somewhere, and then she was sitting somewhere, and then she was crying. Well, in the same, when the child would finally give up. And then the angel of the Lord appeared unto her and said You don't need to cry God have heard the voice The cry of the child Look beside you There is a well of water Draw water and fill the child Now get this picture Most times peace is by our side But we don't assess it Because our eyes are blinded To the cycles around us And you sit there with me He said, things may be rough, but my peace is with you. So you have to believe that. You have to understand that. And no matter what is going on, God's peace is just by you. It's around you. It's a covenant. He can't break His covenant. Praise the living God. So, God has compassion on you. That's what He says there. Now, what are those things... That are making it difficult for us, just like this case I illustrated, of Haggai and the child. Only one thing made her finally, to see that God have not abandoned her or the baby. And that is inside, that is hearing the voice of God. So one of the things that makes it difficult for you not to know that God has made peace available, or that you are not enjoying the peace of God, is because you are not hearing the voice of God. Let me show you, Jeremiah 29 verse number 4. Here they were in Babylon, they were in captivity. But look at the story. Jeremiah 29, verse number 4. 29. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon, build your houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take your wives... And beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons, and give your daughters to husbands, that they may be sons and daughters, that they may be increased their and not diminished. And I pray the same for you in the name of Jesus Christ. And seek not the peace, and seek the peace of the city, which I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof, you shall have peace. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Let not your prophets and your, and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to the dreams which you cause you to be dreamed. For the prophets are falsely unto you in my name. I have sent them, I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Praise the living God. Now, this is the point I want you to see. They are in captivity. At this point, they were not supposed to be peaceful. They were not supposed to have peace. They were supposed to be mourning. They were supposed to be in form of agitation. For instance, thinking of, when are we going to get out of captivity? Are you with me? But God said, no. Just pray for the peace of the land that you are. And as long as there is peace in this land, you are going to have peace. Now, you see, if they never had that from God, They will never be able to do what God has them to do. If they never have that from God, they will continue to be agitated. They want to be looking for means to get out of Babylon. Are you following what I'm talking about? Now the peace, I mean the voice of God will guarantee you peace at any point in time. No matter how frustrated you are. No matter how terribly the situation may look like. No matter how bad the picture has been painted. As long as you can hear God, you will have peace. Are you listening to me? So the missing link, why you don't have peace most time, is because you have never heard from the Lord. You've been wondering, you mean God can allow this to happen to me just yet, first? To know whether you can allow it or not. But above all, scripture says this, All things work together for good, to them who are called of God. Hallelujah. To them who love God and are called of God. All things work together for good. So in anyway, that frustrating situation, you think it's around you. Maybe working on something perfect for your good. The point is, hear God first. What is God saying? Hear the people in captivity. If you were there, all day you'll be thinking about is When will I leave Babylon? When will I get back home? When will I leave this city? How can I remain this way? But God said, no, come on, relax. Just pray for the peace of the land and you are going to have peace. Amen? You don't have to think about going away. I'm going to keep you here for 70 years. Give out your daughters. Marry. God's children. Multiply in this place. I brought you here for a purpose and when the time comes, I will take you out. So one of the reasons why we don't have peace is we don't hear God. Praise the living God. We are not here with him. After 70 years, it's accomplished of Babylon. I'll visit you. You find that in the, in the next verse, which is verse number 10. I'll visit you, and look at what he said, and perform my good work towards you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts, verse 11, that I think towards you, say the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you what? Unexpected end. I know what I'm thinking about, even with the situation that you are. There's one thing I have in my mind, you to have peace, thought of peace. So no matter what situation you are facing, no matter where you are, God has one thought towards you, and that is thought of peace, hallelujah. Now if you look at it from the NIV, this is what it says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I know that God. That is to say, no matter your situation, understand that God has a plan. God has a desire for your life. He's got a purpose for your life. He's taking you to a place where you fulfill his desires for you. So be at peace. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? If you can have peace in your soul, you can win many battles. If you can have peace in your spirit, you can conquer many adversities. If you can have peace in your soul. And God said, I, have, I know the plan I have. Situation might be rough. Don't think about the situation. Consider my plans for you. Consider my desire, and the greatest of all desire I have for you is you are going to have peace. And if God determined to have peace or to give you peace, no man can take that peace from your life. Hallelujah! Are you still there? And that is why you see Jesus, who speaks in John fourteen, "My peace I leave with you." Remember, He knew they were going to be persecuted. He knew they were going to have problems when He leaves them. You know, they are going to face real opposition From the scribes, the Pharisees, the religious, you know, of that day, they're gonna face those problems. But he said, My peace I live with you. What it means to tell them is even when you face persecution, opposition, whatever it is, there is something that's gonna keep you going. And that is the peace I'm leaving behind for you. And God spoke this to Israel, I mean to Israel. And now Jesus said that to us. That is to say. Jesus himself has a plan for us, he has a purpose for us, he desires that we prosper, he desired we have a goal, and the goal being fulfilled in peace, he has it in mind for us. I assure you, if you understand what Jesus did on the cross, if you can believe in the promises, you are going to have the peace that he has for you, and nothing will disturb your peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Another thing that makes it difficult for us to have peace is self ambition. Self-ambition. Luke 22, verse 23. Look at the disciples of Jesus. Luke 22, verse 23. And they began to inquire among themselves which of them it was that should do this. And there was also a strife among them. Which of them should be counted the greatest? Same ambition Remember, the peace had to do with friendliness, even with your neighbor, right? But now they come to the place where they begin to discuss this. Who is going to be the greatest among us? Now, when such a discussion comes in the midst of people, do you think that they can say our peace? No. Self-ambition. When you want to be at the top at all times, when you want people to honor you, when you want to be famous, when your desire is to be great, you're not going to have peace. Because you're going to do everything to make sure you get that peace. Self-ambition. Why do people kill? Why do people go to kidnapping? Self-ambition. Are you sitting with me? And think about it. Do you think they have peace even they doing that? They don't. But something is driving them. They want to be popular. They want to be heavily known. They want to be, you know. The self-ambition. You know, somebody said, Pastor, are you saying this? Are you saying we should not have purpose? No, I'm not saying you should not have purpose. But listen, there's a big difference between ambition and purpose. Is that okay? There's a big difference between ambition and purpose. And in fact, if I must talk about purpose to you, purpose has to restore know what you dreamed of. Purpose is what God has for you. You have to discover God's purpose for your life, and walk in the light of it. Praise the Lord. Let's go down to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 9 verse 33, the same scenario. Mark 9 verse 33. And he came to companion, and in the house he asked them, What is it that you disputed among yourselves, by the way? You see that? They were the dispute. It was, you know, he could turn to a quarrel, as a matter of fact. Everybody wants to say, I'm going to be the victim. When Jesus leaves, I'll be the next person. You'll be under me. And who, who among us is going to be? You understand that the friendliness, the unity, the fellowship they had were broken because they were ambitious to become something when Jesus lives. Verse thirty-four. But they held their peace; they would not talk. <laughs> for the way, for by the way they had disputed among themselves, which should be the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve and said unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be the least of all and servant of all. Amen? Praise the Lord. Did you see that? They wanted to be the chief among them. Now, this thing makes you sometimes kind a of fellowship. You don't want to do certain things. Oh, look at that brother. They made him a deacon. I am not. Look at that brother. They made him head, the, the head of the ushers. And I am not made the head of the usher. And I look at that brother. He's is the main leader. But I'll be here before Him with all that I've done. Uh, Where do you not have your peace? This why you don't have peace. Self ambition. Praise the living God. Are you seeing what we? Self ambition. It makes you not to have the peace that you are supposed to have. You see, at this level, you want to be respected. You want to be seen. You want to be acknowledged. And as a matter of fact, you want to be worshipped. Amen But Jesus said the greatest man in the kingdom Is the servant That is to say those who are in this place They are even higher than me <laughs> The greatest man in the kingdom Are the servants Those who serve Those who are not seen Because remember In John 13 he has to walk the disciples feet Just to prove one thing That the greatest man in God's kingdom Is the one that is meant to serve other people Are you see that? So, self ambition makes you to lose the peace of God. Amen. All right, let me just move a little bit. Okay, take with me the book of Colossians three, verse sixteen. I like this, and then seventeen. Just say it. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart. To the Lord, this is part of what we practice in Sunday school. You have something, you have a song, you have a hymn. We want you to participate. Amen. Now, verse seventeen. Whatever you're doing, well, so do it well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Now, move on very quickly again. Now, to Romans twelve, verse seventeen. Hallelujah. Self ambition makes it difficult for you not to have the peace of God. Recompense, no, re, recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honesty in the sight of all men, if it be possible, as much as light in you, live what, peaceably with what, all men. Live at peace with all men. But I'm saying it's difficult for you to live at peace with all men once you have self-ambition. Once you always feel you should be recognized. The day they don't recognize you, your face will expound. The cloud will come in. Your peace is gone. Are you see that? Praise the living God. You know what Well, I know. I know people like us, they don't think about us in the church. People like us, who knows us? You know, when you're saying that, you're indirectly saying you want to be known, but nobody wants to recognize you. It's a little pride, but you don't know. Some people like us, they don't know. We are just there, we are just there. We know that they know. We know that we know those the pastor knows now, not people like us that they don't even call us. There is something lurking on your inside that is coming out in those things you're saying. Pride and sin for vision. Are you still there? Praise the living God. Look at Romans again fourteen, verse nineteen. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace. And things wherewith one may edify what? One another. Make things that make for peace. let work for the things that make for peace. Not for self ambition. No. You will never have peace. Peace will elude you, especially if you are not intending your neighbor to have peace. It will elude you. You won't have peace. Hallelujah. You know, there's a common Saying in our place, and they said, Is that not true? That when a child refuses the mother to sleep, that child also will not sleep. When a mother is supposed to sleep with the infant, she, he or she is crying. Of course, your mother is not sleeping, you are not sleeping. That's the point. If you don't make peace for others, you can have peace. For you can only receive what you give. The Bible says, as you want people do unto you, do same unto them. If you're not thinking of the peace of others, you can get peace yourself. It will elude you. Hallelujah. Let's follow after those things that make for peace. Far from contention, from contending about things that are irrelevant. Look at what we were fighting for position. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Amen. And so, this is one of the ways that you can overcome evil for good. One of the ways we can think of the peace of others. Romans fifteen, verse number one. Romans fifteen, verse number one. Remember, I'm still dealing with you. of ambition? Why you don't have peace? We then that are strong. Ought to be at the infirmities of the weak. And not to please ourselves. We that are strong. We ought to be at the infirmities of the weak. Hallelujah. Not to please ourselves. By implication, at any point in time, somebody's issue is even stronger in your heart than your own issue. Amen. Verse 2 says, Let every one of us please his neighbor. For he is good toward edification. Try to make somebody grow, get better, get higher. He that water it, scripture says. was to have himself watered. The village illustration. You plant a garden. And you took your host in the morning. You want to water the garden. There is no way you water the plant and yourself, you are not soaked. Did you get what I said there? It's not going to be possible. No matter how careful you're going to be, that you're watering your garden, you're also going to have yourself watered. So he that watered us, we have also himself watered. You think of the peace of somebody, you want him to grow in the things of God, in the peace of God, you also will receive the same. Hallelujah. Again, in Galatians 6 verse 1, he said the same thing. Breading, if a man be overtaken in a fort, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, let that also be what tempted. Then bear ye one another's burden, and so fulfill the Lord of Christ. For me, this has been a big lesson from the very beginning when I came into the Lord. I was burning. for that which you call righteousness and holiness with the fellowship that I was, as a matter of fact. And here was a pastor at Ahoda in those days. The senior son was to live for the U.S. for a cause. And now this pastor faces his company round with flowers and he has a gun. He comes out in the evening, as a matter of fact, As from eight, you don't come to his house anymore. Nobody comes to his compound anymore. Locks the gate. It's only God. The boy was to travel the next day, and unfortunately for him, he went out, was having time with a girlfriend, as the case may be, and he came late at about nine. Now, the gate is already locked. He's not gonna be able to knock to ask his father to open the gate. So he decided to jump through the, the flower fence. As he was landing, he landed with a bullet. Father shot him to death. And the boy shouted, Dad, it's me. But it was too late. And when I got the information, I was so bitter. How can this man do that? How can the pastor do that? I was just talking and talking. And I sent a message to one of my mentors. and asked him, so look at what happened. I mean, this is so bad. How can the pastor do this? And he told me, yes, what he did is wrong. But he just gave me this value. Bear your another's body and forbid the Lord. But the first thing he says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye where are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. He said, You are too harsh because you too, the next thing, constrain thyself, lest thou also be tempted. You are not free from temptation. You are not free from falling into, I mean, a victim of certain circumstances. So when you condemn people, consider that fact that one day you can be a victim. Right from that day If I repented and I said God forgive me He killed It could be something else that you are doing You could be killing with your own tongue I mean you understand you can kill somebody with your tongue Praise the living God This is how to walk. Not ambition Not be ambition Then you can have the peace of God We only need to pray for such an individual And not to condemn him Hallelujah Amen Behind one another's body, have sympathy, feel for each other. Consider the case of a distressed brother as your own. That is the main thing. This man definitely is not happy that he killed his own son, like I'm trying to say. He must be in sorrow, he must be in pain. He lost his own son, who was supposed to be overseas, you know, to be trained, whatever the case may be. Everything is gone. He must be in pain, he must be in sorrow. But here I was, condemning the man, judging the man. I never thought about the peace he was feeling. I never thought about, I mean, sympathizing with his cause. This is not how to walk as a believer. It's self-righteousness that propped up in me. Are you, are you still following what I'm talking about? We want to display how much we know about our God. We want to display how we can, you know, everybody else is wrong. We are the one right. No. You walk this way, you're not going to have peace. Praise the living God. Are we still here? Hallelujah The next thing I want to talk about Are we already past time? Is it time over? Huh? Oof Okay, let's take one one more I didn't know Okay, Let's go on One more thing I want to share with you Why you don't have peace is fear Fear of happiness around the world it's one of the things that makes you not to have peace. Look at the book of. Let's look at Luke chapter twenty-one and verse twenty-five. Let me read from there. One of the major reasons you don't have peace today is fear. We talk about COVID nineteen. Yes, it's real, but how many of you understand that? some of us are literally dying before the 19 attack us. Out of fear. Are you sitting there with me? Somebody sent me a video last week. I shared with my wife and a few other guys. I shared with Maxwell. A pastor went to church and he was preaching one of the Easter countries or so. He stood up to preach, stood at the pulpit and he was with his face mark on. And he was adjusting and adjusting. In less than 10 minutes, he collapsed and died because, as we were talking, we were bringing out carbon dioxide and then receiving carbon dioxide at the same time. He fainted and died right on the pulpit because of the face mask. Fear of death led to his death. What, what, what stops you just removing it and talk? After which, you can put it back. Are you getting what I'm talking about? This is a problem. Fear of what is going on around you can literally kill you even before your death. Jesus said that. Look at there. Luke 21 verse 25. There shall be signs in the sun and moon and stars and upon the earth there will be distress, trouble and anguish of nations, in bewilderment or perplexity, without resources, left, wanting, embarrassed, in doubt, not knowing which way to go. Now things are rising, fuel has gone up, tariff has gone up on electricity. I just pray some of you don't faint before your time. Are you still following what I'm talking about? Because that's what's going on now. Faragomic us increased fuel price, they just increase electricity. Next thing is how are we going to live? Oh no, I want to assure you, in the midst of this famine, you're going to live. God left here, kill you. Not left fear kill you. Hallelujah. Oh, things have gone up in the market. Cup of gary have gone up, cup of beans have gone up. You're still going to live in the name of Jesus Christ. Those things went on the hard side God is going to increase your money too (laughs) Glory to God I am saying you are going to have enough to buy Those things that has gone up This is the time to prove that God is on your side Hallelujah You are not failing because others are failing God told Isaac to sow in the days of famine And he got a hundred percent reward are you still there with me? If money was not coming to your hand before, this is the time for money to begin to come. Yes. You'll be surprised how money begins to come now. Because these are changes. So don't let fear kill you. It will take away your peace. When you start looking at the new tariff, your peace will be gone. You begin to calculate. and Let me show you what's going to happen to you if you go that way. The Bible says, embarrass in doubt knowing which way to turn at the roaring the echo of the tosing of the sea. Men swimming away or aspiring with fear, and dread and apprehension and expectation of things that are coming on the wall. For the very powers of the heavens shall be watched shaken. But what I want you to see here is this. Men swimming away or what aspiring. Do you know what it means for something to aspire? Uh, look at Tyre. Even the Tyre, as strong a Tyre is, it gets expired. How I many of you know that? So they have expiring dates. So the only thing that gives you an expiring date is fear. Did you get that? From God's word. When you start thinking about what is going on, you're building up momentum for your aspiration. You, you get to the point you expire In other words, you die. Fear can literally kill you. Fear of what is going on now can kill you. Just think about it. Hallelujah. I'm saying fear is one of the quickest things that destroys your life and takes away your peace. Remember, peace gives you health, peace makes you strong. Peace gives you it makes you healthy. But when fear replaces peace, you got you ready to expire. And may you not expire in the name of Jesus. I said, may you not expire in the name of Jesus. Amen. Men's heart fell in there for fear. Think about that. But look at what the Lord said to the children of Israel in, Luke, in Leviticus 26, verse number 6. Leviticus 26, verse number 6. I will give peace in the land. Can I hear an amen? And they shall lie down and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land. Neither shall the world shall go through your land. I will give you peace. All right. All right. Praise the living God. Right. I will give peace in the land. And you shall lie down. And none shall make you what? Afraid. Praise the living God. God said he's going to give you peace. In your home, he's going to give you peace. Even if all of these things are going on, there's a promise from God to you this morning. He, God is going to give you peace, that when you lie down, nothing will make you to be afraid. i assure you this morning, by the fallible word of God, No disease is permitted to kill you. I say no disease is permitted to kill you. Even if you are sick, you are not dying without sickness. You are going to get out of it. Even now. In the name of Jesus. Look at that again. I will give peace. In the land. And you shall lie down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will not be lying down or be calculating. You will not be lying down or be thinking. You will not be lying down and be imagining something is going to do you something. No! They shall lie down and no shall make you out afraid. I will read evil beasts out of the land. I, God, will do it. What about demons that are trying to calm your way? God will take care of them. What about wishes and wizards that are trying to prey on you in the night? God is going to take care of them. We get rid of every evil beast Is the word of God I live by what God says I stand by what God says And I'm saying the same thing to you Don't let fear Get you into an aspiring position Don't become an aspired drug And die for nothing For God Will cause you to lighten And grant you peace And no evil beast Shall make you to be afraid. Praise the living God. That's why you are more than a conqueror. He that is with God is in the majority. Listen, he is the one fighting the battle, not you. He only says you obey him. He will drive out the side, the Jebusite, every man occupying your land. God is going to take them away that you may have your peace. Can you please stand up? I need you one minute to think. Just ask God for faith. For where there is fear, faith will go through the window. Once fear comes into your life, faith is passing through the window. Are you thinking about your wallet right now? You're thinking about resources you don't have. You're thinking about the increase right now of food stuff. You're imagining how will your children survive. I need you to talk to the Father. This is the time for you to live by faith and walk by faith and trust God for his promises. You are only going to have peace He's making sure that even the evil beasts that are trying to come against you, he is going to send them away. It's a time that God has determined that when you lie down, no shall make you afraid. For He's bringing peace in the land and He's is driving away all the evil beasts that are trying to come against you. Begin to talk to the Father. Stay up your faith. Stay up your spirit. At this moment, stay up your faith right now. Begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to the Father. 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 This is a time for you to know that in times like this, God is about to do something miraculous in your life. He wants to show up. He wants to prove to the world that He God is your source, He wants to prove to the world, He God is your peace, He wants to prove to the world, He God is your joy. You are not failing, you are rising, you are not coming down, you are going up, you are not diminishing, you are increasing. He has determined that, and so shall he be. He said, At this particular time, I will give peace to your life, I will give peace, and I will cause it to lie down, and none shall make you afraid. For I will deal with every evil beast that wants to come your way. Talk to the Father. It's about time you realize it. That God has not abandoned you. You don't have to be afraid to the point of fainting. You've got to be strong believing. That God who made the promise is well able. Thank you, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you Father, thank you, Father of God. Thank you, Father, God, I need the peace of God to come upon your life and just lift up your hand to the Father. as I pray, today is supposed to be first Friday. I mean first Sunday of the month, we are supposed to be have an impartation service. And so right at this moment, I want to pray for you. And this is what I have for you for this month onward. That God's peace will begin to reign in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. I decree that no evil beast shall come around your dwelling. In the name of Jesus. He God who has promised to get rid of every evil beast. I speak the same to you. Every evil beast coming around you is dispatched and sent forth in the name of Jesus. I pray that from this day, when you lie down, none shall make you afraid. You shall lie down in peace And no power, no enemy, no... I'm coming now. No power of agitation in any form Shall make you afraid In the name of Jesus Sicknesses in your body That are making it difficult for you to have your peace I command them out of your body now In the name of Jesus Receive your healing now! Receive your healing now! Receive your healing now! Receive the healing! In the name of Jesus! I rebuke any family and every family quarrels that is between a husband and a wife even this house I rebuke it today in the name of Jesus! Situation where the woman says She wants to park away She wants to leave I take authority against that division And confusion in any family here In the name of Jesus I bring back the spirit of reconciliation And let this peace now Begin to reign in the heart of that woman In the name of Jesus Thank you mighty father Thank you mighty Father I pray for businesses right away Every business in this house I stretch forth the hand of the Lord And I demand for increase and prosperity In the name of Jesus Christ Let your business prosper Let your business prosper Let English come to your businesses In the name of Jesus Some of you need wisdom Some of you need wisdom Right now, I'm asking for God's wisdom to come upon you So that you will know what to do in your place of business In the name of the Lord Jesus Thank you my father Thank you my dear father for the increase Thank you Lord for the increase Thank you Lord for the multiplication Thank you Lord for the increase Thank you for the multiplication Thank you for the increase In the name of Jesus Christ now receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Let it come upon you. Let it come upon you. Let it come upon you. To move you. To cause you to do that which is right. To determine the frequency of your movement. Let the power of the Holy Spirit come upon you. And let it guarantee you the peace that you most need it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you precious Father. In Jesus wonderful name I pray. Amen.